Welcome to Boating Industry Insider, where we talk to executives, thought leaders, and movers and shakers from both inside and outside the marine industry. Now here's your host, David G. Hello again, everyone. David G. here with you for another edition of Boating Industry Insider. We are so glad to have you along. Also, very glad to have along Dave folks, the Chief Executive Officer of Brunswick and Anya Denari, President of Brunswick Boat Group, the largest boat portfolio in the recreational boating industry. Let's start with Dave. Dave, give us your overall view of where you think the recreational boating industry is at the moment. Well, we're very excited with everything that's going on inside Brunswick at the moment. Talk about all our initiatives, our initiatives in high horsepower, electrification, you've now autonomous a docking system. But of course, in the broader industry, there are some headwinds that everybody's facing. Uh, consumers certainly have been impacted by the cumulative effect of inflation on durable goods prices, and certainly also by interest rates affecting you know, boat loans. Uh, but actually, it's been a pretty uh, reasonable selling season for us, despite all those headwinds. So now that interest rates have stabilized and inflation is stabilizing, we're hopeful that the market will be stable into 2024. Dave, let's set aside 2024 for the moment and look back into the rearview mirror a little bit. When you think of the entire pandemic period uh, and how it impacted the recreational boating industry, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, certainly, you know, comping 2020, which is the kind of the big year, in the industry, 214,000 units um, versus 180-ish thousand in 2019. Um, but I would say that people think that there was an even bigger spike than that, which there was in things like the RV industry. But the reality was with supply chain constraints, we could not build as many boats as people wanted, and it turns out that's a good thing. We didn't dig a hole for ourselves by building excess inventory. Um, so I think, um, you know, the reality is some of the things that came out of COVID uh, are still tailwinds for us, particularly hybrid working, remote working. We definitely see people boating more during the week than they would have previously. So if we leave aside, you know, the ups and downs of the market at that point in time, I still think that there are long-term tailwinds from COVID. You mentioned a couple of other segments of the outdoor recreation industry. When you look at some of those other segments and, and think about the recreational boating industry, do you think the boating industry is in a pretty good spot overall? I do. I think the, you know, I think we're seeing a lot of inventory discipline. I think the marine industry has learned its lessons a few times in the past, and it's, I think, exhibiting a lot of discipline, so we don't have the same inventory build uh, as some other industries do. And we're certainly seeing people... Uh, OEMs being cautious as they go through the back half of 23 because um, 2024 is a bit unknown at the moment. Um, but I would say generally I think 2024 should be a little favorable, particularly the, the back half for us. But I am very appreciative, I think, of the whole work the industry is doing to make sure that we enter 2024 with very balanced retail and wholesale. So for us, we survey all of our dealers and 75% of our dealers have less or equal to um, the number of units in inventory as they did in 2018 and 2019. So there isn't an excessive um, inventory build. Um, so I think, yeah, we're in, a, we're in a pretty decent position. Well, that, Dave, I'm sure is good news for lots of people to hear. You know, besides the pandemic, as you look back in the last year or two, is there anything that really took you by surprise? 
Well, I think 2022 and 2023, we saw a lot of things happening. We saw um, the end of the um, kind of the pandemic. We saw the supply chain crisis. We saw the crisis in Ukraine um, emerging. Um, and all of those things led to that rapid increase in inflation that we you know probably none of us saw coming because it was a real confluence of um, events. Um, beyond that, I don't know if there's been a huge surprise. Certainly, I would say that central banks, including the Fed here, have been more aggressive than they have historically in, in raising interest rates. I mean, that pretty unprecedented rate of rise. In fact, I think it is unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even, you know, even if you look back into the, uh, the early 2000s, they were not raising rates at that rate. So I would say, you know, we've had to contend with that. Um, I think, you know, broadly, we seem to be, though, um, between the pandemic and supply chain and other things going on, we kind of, we built a bit of resiliency. The next shock is not as big a shock. <laughs> and so I think we're in a mode of um, having accomplished a lot to protect us through other potential issues. Should there be any, I don't know what they might be, but we've done a lot of structural cost reductions. We've taken a lot of expenses out. We've invested in areas that we think are gonna flourish no matter what the market is, the more resilient parts of the market. All of those things I think are, are really good for us and prepare us for whatever you know might come next. Well, one of the things we know is coming next is the new year. Tell us a little more about your expectations for 2024. I think there are a lot of reasons to believe that the consumer is stabilized, particularly this pretty strong retail as we've gone through the, the season. Um, certainly, we're having to apply more discounts and promotions on boats than in recent years, but not out of line with um, historical uh, years. So... Um, I think we have taken all the right action. There are opportunities, you know, when you're in a full-on growth mode, you're not necessarily focused on every opportunity for cost reduction and efficiency and broadly taking cost out of the system. So these are opportunities for us to reflect on, do we have the most efficient structure going forward? I think we're a company that benefits from really strong cash flow. That's been really important during this period. If you're a company that doesn't generate cash, it, you know, financing is really tough. Getting access to capital is really tough. You've seen a lot of, you know, early stage companies really, really struggle. These, these times uh, really shine a light on the strength of the balance sheet and the strong cash flow generation capabilities that we certainly have. One of the things the entire industry has been trying to shine a light on is creating that next generation of boaters. As you look out five years, 10 years, what makes you optimistic about the strength of the recreational boating industry? Is it Freedom Boat Club in your case, uh, NMMA's Discover Boating Program, individual grassroots efforts? How effective do you think the industry is at creating the next generation of boaters? I think we're doing everything we can, and I, I, I really believe that. I think Freedom Boat Club, which you mentioned, um, we have members who, many members, most of our members would not have bought a new boat. So they're on the water in a way that they wouldn't have been before. In fact, Brenna, I think, estimates that since 2019, about 50,000 people are on the water through Freedom Boat Club that would not have been on the water otherwise. But Freedom also catches people on the way out of boating. And people's lifestyle changes, maybe they move to a different location, maybe they boat more infrequently, maybe the financial circumstances change. Freedom is always there as an option to keep them boating, which is very exciting. 
I think things like our recent acquisition of Flightboard um, also are a way to attract in uh, younger boaters, younger consumers into the lifestyle. And, you know, we, so we're pulling out all the stops. We're applying the right technology, I think, so that people feel that it's a contemporary um, lifestyle, contemporary product, a contemporary experience. We're adding exciting new opportunities to enter. The breadth of our, our boat brands and the price points we can offer, I think, encourages people in. So, you know, if there's more I can do, I'll do it. Uh, but I think we are, we're, we're on, you know, a great footing in terms of uh, bringing new people into the industry. Freedom is another, you know, great attribute. 34% of the members are female. That are, and that's not the case when you look at buying new boats. Of course, women are on the water all the time, but they don't necessarily register boats, whereas they do come in as Freedom members. Freedom's um, demographics broadly are more diverse. So I think recognizing where trends are going and responding to those with the right products and services and experiences is certainly something we're doing in a very purposeful way. Well, we would certainly like to recognize Brunswick CEO David Folks not only for his ongoing contributions to the recreational boating industry, but also for making the list of who's who in Chicago business by Crane's Chicago Business Magazine. Congrats for that honor. And congratulations once again to Cecil Cohn, the president of Freedom Boat Club. He's the recent recipient of the Boating Industry Mover and Shaker of the Year Award. We gave him the award at uh, the Boating Industry Elevate Summit Conference, and I really enjoyed his interview with Boating Industry Editor-in-Chief Adam Quant. And here's someone else I know you're going to enjoy hearing from. It is Anya Denari, the president of Brunswick Boat Group and the person responsible for the largest boat portfolio in the boating industry. Let's begin, Anya, at the same place where we began with your boss, your overall take on the recreational boating industry. Yeah, so look, very um, happy with the way things are going. Obviously, we see... Uh a little bit of a softer market this year than we have in the last couple of years. Um, but I will say we are doing well. Uh, we have been successful in gaining share. We've gained about a half a point of share overall uh, year to date this year, which is great. And really, most of our major brands have actually gained share within their segments. And so we're still feeling pretty good about our position. You know, we hold the number one share position in many different spaces, um, you know, whether it's saltwater fish or uh, recreational fiberglass or premium or premium aluminum fish. So many different areas where we still hold the number one spot. Um, definitely a little bit of a softer market, but as we say, hanging in there. And uh, we believe with all of the new products and technologies and new models that we're launching, that's continuing to um, enable us to, to fuel further growth as we go into the rest of this year and next. As we're looking for growth opportunities, we're leaning into new brands, new consumer segments, new products. And so Veer for us was a great example there of leaning into a new entry-level consumer with a rotomolded product. Which you launched at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, Anya. And then this fall, you introduced another boat line called Navan. Tell us about that. And so Navan is a premium adventure family boat. And so it's a really a great combination of incredible performance with a twin step hull um, together with kind of that family orientation. So good capacity for the family, all of the features and functionalities that you would need for a day on the water with your friends and family, but really exceptional performance, cuts through the water, uh, top speed, um, 52 knots. 
and we will be launching that brand and product here in the US um, at the Miami Boat Show uh, in February. So we're very much looking forward to that also. And yes, we look forward to the Miami International Boat Show as well, right along with you, Anya. You know, in our conversation with Dave, we didn't really drill down and, and talk about uh, sales numbers in specific categories. So let's do that with you. What areas are you seeing strong sales numbers and where are you still seeing challenges? We're really seeing the premium space continue to hold in very well. So there, you know, it's probably a little bit of a less price sensitive customer, less impacted by interest rates or inflation. And so that piece of the market continues to hold in very well for us, where it's a little bit more challenged is on the value side. Um, and we're pretty much done with the pipeline refill there, but continuing to do well, still strong demand. And as I say, this is where really it's important to have this fresh cadence of new product offerings, integrating the latest technologies, ensuring that we're delivering this cons uh, frictionless and seamless intuitive consumer experience and that's really what's enabling us to continue to grow and capture market share even in a softer market demand so still feeling pretty good well i know from our previous conversations on you that you also feel pretty good about brunswick's efforts to build safer more intuitive more connected more fun boats boats that are easier for consumers particularly first-time boaters to use talk about that commitment yeah, that is a huge focus for us. So we have, uh, as you as you know, a, a pretty strong design, advanced engineering, and an overall PD&E group. And a big piece of that focus is really thinking about what that overall intuitive consumer experience is. You know, as we're kind of growing, we're bringing new consumers into the space. They're not necessarily lifetime boaters, um, and they really are looking for that frictionless experience. And so that is a big focus for us. We have a whole group within our uh, design group in our main tech center in Edgewater that really focuses exclusively on that. Also, as we're bringing in more connectivity, autonomy, making sure that the entire experience is completely seamless. And so that, that will continue to be a big focus for us as we think about the entire system um, and, and just making sure that it's it's really, um, really easy to use and, and, and manage. Well, we have almost managed to make it all the way through 2023, as well as this podcast. As we look back on 2023, Anya, what has been the most impactful part of the year in your estimation? Yeah, well, so I would say certainly we've seen the impact of um, interest rates has been has been definitely something that we uh, have had to kind of manage our way through. Uh, but as I say, we've we've uh, I think negotiated that pretty successfully as we think about ensuring we have the right products to meet the consumers at the price points that they are willing to meet. So that's uh, that has all been good. Um, and I think you know certainly from the positive side, the reception that we've received for the new product launches that we've had. So whether that be the new brands like Navan or whether that's new models so the 260 surf that with SLX surf the sea raid 260 SLX surf that we launched which is kind of again a bit of a crossover between the family day cruising together with the surf functionality that's been really well received we brought some um, white space products from Europe, some of our Quicksilver products over to the US, also very well received. So really it's been finding these uh, areas of unmet consumer need and launching products into those spaces. And so it's all, it's all gone really well. So not exactly a surprise, but certainly very happy with how that's all been going. This year, so far, we've launched 70 new products, which is obviously a lot and feeling pretty good about that. We have a similar cadence coming up for next year. And so that's going to be 
continue to be really exciting and continue to fuel the growth. I think we're expecting that from an overall retail environment, we expect the retail market to probably be about flat next year to this year, um, and then starting to grow and increase as we move into 25 and beyond. Um, but as we say, we think that with our portfolio and new product launches, we think we are still well positioned to continue to gain more share. And so that's really how we are are planning, uh, planning our cycles as we go forward here, continuing the fresh cadence of product launches, making sure we're leaning into operational efficiency to make sure that we keep our cost structure in the place that it needs to be. Um, and just, you know, using our fantastic dealer network and our all of the geographies that we're in to continue to fuel the growth. Speaking of fueling the growth, Anya, for my next and last question, I'll ask one that I asked of your boss as well. How good are you feeling about the long-term future of the recreational boating industry and specifically the ability to recruit and retain new boaters? I think we're feeling pretty good around keeping... Uh, attracting and then retaining new consumers into the space. Part of that is the intuitive experience that we talked about earlier, right? So making sure that it's easy and that it's frictionless. Part of it is making sure that we have really strong quality in our products so things don't go wrong and people don't get uh, upset by that. And then I think it's really, you know, as we think about more connectivity, as we think about, um, you know, more autonomy, these are all things that are really helping us to meet new consumers where they need to be met and in sure that they have a great experience and that we can uh, we can get them in and they can really realize what a phenomenal lifestyle the boating lifestyle is and want to be a part of that for a very long time. Well, we certainly enjoyed being a part of this boating industry conversation, but we are now out of time. Our thanks once again to David Folks, Chief Executive Officer of Brunswick Corporation, as well as Anya Denari, President of Brunswick Boat Group. And as always, our thanks to you as well for listening. We appreciate you being part of the boating industry community. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, everyone. And we will see you on the water in the new year. So long. Thanks again for listening to this edition of Boating Industry Insider. We'd love your feedback or let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes. Happy boating.